Hello and welcome to another episode of Save Station Report, uh, where I, your host Dustin, have been dealing with a lot of tech problems, so if it sounds like garbage, I apologize. <laughs> and with me is Connor. Hello there. Yeah, um, I've been having a lot of microphone problems, a lot of disconnects. I normally run NVIDIA broadcast stuff over this to help get rid of the noise of my computer in the background and all that. So if that's all present during this one, I deeply apologize, guys. I, I tried. Connor's been sitting here. Well, I've just... I Look, we've poured blood, sweat, and tears into this episode so we can talk about Chris Pratt. <laughs> all right? <laughs> Is trying it worth to get it? it to you. We'll see. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to make it a good day. You know, you know, it's a thing. Anyway, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing over the past two weeks and some news. No main topic this week, because honestly, I don't know if my computer can handle it right now. <laughs> we just are too busy and we're, technical limitations made that hard. I'm having a battle with it. I really am. And also, I realized because I rebooted my computer to fix things, I do not have the notes open. So tell me what you've been playing first. All right. Um, last time we talked about um, some games, and I've just some updates on it. The first one being Lost in Random. Uh, I've since finished that game, and it definitely gets a high recommendation for me. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. The characters and the writing was super fun. Um, the world unlike a surf unlike first glance seems super gimmicky and you're like okay it's gonna be one of those where they just have an excuse to do a bunch of like board game puns um some of those i don't know it just feels like that's where the design goes but this one didn't fall into that i felt like the world was really well thought out using sort of this uh dice board game setup as just a theme to build a world around and when it's built it feels very real um and fleshed out so that was very cool to explore um my only real nitpicks with the game at the end was um the combat did get a little bit repetitive but that also it works out because by the time it gets repetitive you're at the end of the game <laughs> like oh, the okay. game the game doesn't overstay its welcome. It's just like, okay, here, you've seen everything, so the game's about to end. Cool. Nice. Um, it was just well-paced. And then the the only like major criticism was there's a bit at the end of the plot that feels very rushed in there. And it's like, okay, it just kind of shows up and then is resolved almost instantly. And you're like, okay, um, I don't know about this. Oh, okay. Um, but it's like kind of just a secondary thing to the main plot, so it's not necessary. Does it hold up its charm all the way throughout? Because the very little I've seen, it looks incredibly endearing. Does yeah, that stay I think. True to um, the end? Yeah, all the way through the end, I found that the characters were always super fun to talk to. Like, yeah, you could just run from point A to point B and do some battles in between. But just talking to people and having some goofy conversations and then maybe they'll reward you with money, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes you just chat with them. Uh, all of that was super endearing and I love how the characters change or sometimes don't change between areas where sometimes you'll meet a character from an earlier area in the game and they're just travel they've just been traveling and they show up in a later area and they're like, Wow, let me tell you about what I've seen in my travels. It's like, okay, cool. 
Um, or you get to a new area and then they're talking about how they live there and how life is like there. And, um, it all feels very, um, very lived in, in a weird way, but also still has some like goofiness and some clever writing around that. So, um, all of that was super fun. The gameplay, um, like I said, just kind of, um, it's pretty simple, but it, isn't super long so it doesn't like uh it doesn't feel like it needs to be anything more um right that said there is room for more if they decide to do more of this um but i i enjoyed it a lot that's cool to hear yeah um that's definitely one i need to get to it looks right up my alley so i'm i'm excited to, to check that out when i find some time um I have continued on my Metroid journey, journey through this year. I think the last time we did one of these, I talked about how I started Super Metroid. Yeah. I have now finished it. Um, and surprisingly, really enjoyed it. I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. I think that game flows really nicely. And when you kind of know somewhat what to do, I think it 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 goes pretty quickly. Um, you know, I, I, I think it is probably my least favorite of the Metroids that I've played so far. <clears throat> Um, which I guess is all of them, the mainline ones anyway. Um, the mainline I, I think 2D like, ones. Yeah, I think the default controls are terrible. Yep. But you, you can change that. Uh, in the options for the game, which is kind of shocking for a Super Nintendo game, that's that's really cool. Um, uh, but other than that, yeah, I, I enjoyed the experience quite a bit. Um, I didn't expect it to have as much ties as it does to the first Metroid game. Um, that was kind of a fun surprise for me. I don't know. It, it was it was a cool thing. Also, I realized this that this is the first Super Nintendo game I've ever beaten, so that was <laughs> wow. kind of fun. You never um, beat Yoshi's Island? No, I've never beat Yoshi's Island. I always start that game and never finish it. Um, never beat Mario World or Link to the Past or any of that. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Really for enjoyable me, it's game. like it's like Super Metroid and Star Fox. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, it was before our time. Okay, audience. Um. um yeah, I'm glad you liked it. it. What were your expectations going in? Because I feel like that can really like taint the experience if you're going into it with the sort of burden of all of the hype that the game has had over the years. So this is the second time I've attempted to play it. Um, I think I talked about this last time as well. I played it when it came to Wii U um, on that virtual console. Uh, just because of all the hype over the years, I was like, I finally got to play this. And it just... I didn't like it then um and i feel like it's just because of like certain elements of that game are weird and i would encourage you if you're playing it for the first time just use a guide it's okay um (laughs) just for certain things if you get stuck um i I remember there's a point where you have to bomb a glass tunnel to progress and the game doesn't really tell you that you can do that that's like a possibility and Mm -hmm. i remember the first time playing it on wii u um, giving up and looking that up and realizing that was the solution and just quitting, <laughs> just being bad. <laughs> like, like that sucks. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, yeah, but this for time the longest around... time, I was like, oh, but it does hint at it because there's another broken tunnel you go through. Uh, replaying it again this year, I'm like, oh, wait, no, that broken tunnel is after the tunnel you break. So there's really no hint that that happens. <laughs> no, and it doesn't tell you... like. Before that, you you just bomb you bomb individual blocks and they break, but like a whole tunnel, it just doesn't feel like it's in the scope of that game. 
Well, and you have is. to use a bomb that has a limited resource. You're not going to just spam them all over the place. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you know stuff like that going yet, I think it is a fairly doable experience. Um, I I do think the last boss is kind of bullshit. And I know Metroid fans are like, whatever, it's super easy. You know, if you're running through like me casually, I didn't have all the health upgrades or anything. Um, it's one of those bosses that has a final hit that's like a mega attack. And it does exactly 300 damage. So if you are below that, it insta-kills you pretty much. Which is quite frustrating. Which um, I never knew. I thought this fight was just heavily scripted. And that just didn't ever kill you. No, yeah, it super kills you. Super dead. Um, you know, if you're playing it in any modern area, you'll have safe states. Um, which I utilized in the end, so it does make it significantly less frustrating. Um, but yeah, overall, really enjoyed the experience. Glad I played it finally. Um, but then I also played through Metroid Fusion, which I also quite enjoyed. Um, quite different from the other Metroid games in the sense that it's a lot more story-based, which I wasn't expecting, and it's a lot more linear. Um so far as to say, I would say it's just a linear game, straight up. Um, yeah, there is... Um, there's points where, especially towards the end of the game, where you can like backtrack and find other items. But as for the main path, it's very clear-cut. <laughs> yeah, well, in, through the large sauce of that game, you, you're not allowed to deviate from the main path, which I find to be really interesting for this series. <laughs> And I, I'm curious, I, how do Metroid fans feel about that? Um, well, as a Metroid fan that grew up playing Fusion, I still really like the game. Um, it really cuts down on those moments in Metroidvanias where you're just lost and don't know what you're doing. Because yes. you do know what you're doing, pretty much. Um, also worth noting, this was the um, first the first good handheld Metroid game. <laughs> um, Cause previous to this one was Metroid two and the game boy. And that one's fine. It's just old by today's standards. Um, but like Metroid two, honestly, it's kind of broken up into levels. So there's a area to explore, but th you're limited to just that area for the time being. Um, Metroid fusions level design is, a lot more restrictive in terms of mm -hmm. when you're in an, in an area, even the path through it is pretty scripted. Um, but there is times where you could deviate and explore and, um, yeah, I don't know. I love that game. Uh, but I can definitely see why certain Metroid fans would not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that's what I want to do. Cause I, I really liked it. Um, I do think it, I wish it was clearer about when you could explore. Cause I feel like, it's not, and then you could progress the story and then not have that option anymore, um, which happened to be a lot where I'm like, oh, I have this ability, I can do that now. Oh, wait, no, I can't. The door's locked now. Um, so th there were a couple of slight annoyances there, uh, but but overall, I don't, I don't mind a linear game, as we've talked about on here before. I don't think that's a negative thing at all to me. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the focus on story. There were a couple of things about the story that I was like, okay, that's a little lame, but overall, I, I thought it was great. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's the first of these that I felt like has had a completely overt, like, horror theme to it. Like, the other games are creepy, but this is the first one where I'm like, okay, this is, they're trying to make a horror game, which I really liked. 
Um, there's an enemy that kind of pops up called the SAX, which is kind of mimicking Samus. It's like a, it's like her at max power, basically. Um, who will occasionally come and chase you in scripted sequences, which I thought was really cool and a unique idea for the series um, so far. Which I, which I quite enjoyed. Um, and yeah, I, I like the story stuff. I wish, the only problem I have with it and it's a problem with limitations of it being a handheld game, honestly. I wish that it had voice acting so we didn't have to stop and read the story. <laughs> like, I feel like if if they ever do a modern remake of this game, I would like for it to have voice acting so we can hear what's going on as we're playing. Because I feel like that just broke up the pace. Like, every five minutes having to stop and then read a, read text, I felt like it, it was definitely a big pace breaker for me. Uh, but other than that, I, I found that game to be highly enjoyable. Also, uh, the best boss lineup in the series, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, since they're pretty linear, they kind of know about the power level you're going to be at. So none of the bosses feel like either too powerful or too weak for you. Like They feel like they're balanced specifically while still being kind of on the tougher side, especially some of the later bosses in the oh, game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they could be kind of tricky, but um, yeah, I, I definitely think the boss design in that one is super good. Um, and there's a lot of unique bosses that aren't from other games. Like, obviously, there's a couple returning faces, but um, the new bosses, I think, are really good. Yeah, honestly, that's the thing I enjoyed about it most. Um, was in, in, you know, the idea is that it's these parasites that mimic other things, so they do have fine excuse to bring back all the old enemies again. Uh, but there was a bunch new because that is the thing about the Metroid games I've I've learned is like it kind of has the problem a lot of people criticize Zelda for where like it's all kind of the same thing over and over again. So this one I, I really appreciated that there was just a bunch of new things here, um, which yeah a lot of the bosses are that. Um, there's like one returning big boss that happens that a parasite mimics that I was like a little like okay we didn't need this but um, other than that I, I really enjoyed that game. Um, I mean, Could there's I... technically another returning enemy, but it looks so different than its original one that it's easy to mistake. Can we spoil it? Because is, is that something I we mean, can spoil? The, the game is almost 20 years old, but <laughs> sure. I, I I was disappointed when Ridley came back. I was a little like, oh, come on. We've done this so many times. Because um, they, they fake you out at first when, when he's in the, the ice chamber. Um, and then he like melts. I was like, oh, that's fun. But then the, the parasites mimic him, and you're like, okay, it's another Ridley boss fight. Um, mm -hmm. That's the only point of the game where I was like, ah, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> I yeah, roll. the f the final boss against the Omega Metroid is technically returning. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that one is so different though. I, yeah, I'm with you. It also um, looks. I mean, it, considering when this game came out, it looks so different from its Metroid Two counterpart. And then Samus Returns also looks very different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was not something that registered with me. Um, yeah, great game. Really, really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Um, both that and Zero Mission are available on Wii U. So, yeah, I mean, as is the as is Metroid One and Two, or Two might not be, but Super is. Yeah, Super Metroid's on there. Um, I, two is on 3DS at least. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, I'd probably say play Samus Returns. <laughs> Oh, if you're already on a 3DS, then yeah, to play the remake. Yeah. Um, or but, um, shout out to AM2R, because that one's also very, very good. 
Oh yeah, and that that's one I'm planning on playing in the future too because I've heard that about that. Um, that one is extremely difficult. <laughs> oh really? So it's a good thing you played all the others before it because you're going to need that knowledge if you play AM2R. Okay. Also, apparently it has like dark web patches, so I'm going to find those. <laughs> like fans Ooh, have been updating legal it. patches. <laughs> They've been updating it, and they added like a fusion mode, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> Um, let I want to hear about the Outer Wilds DLC. Yes, Outer Wilds: Echoes of the Eye. Um, if you don't know, I'm a huge fan of Outer Wilds. Uh, it was my favorite game of 2019, which is saying something because 2019 had some bangers that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but by far, this was my favorite game of that year. I just recently replayed it with my sibling and it is still so good um but recently it just got dlc which is something i did not think was possible for this game (laughs) um because it's so like tightly written and well like the entire game is a very intricate choreographed dance of um information so trying to fit anything else in there seemed impossible but they did it and Uh, I gotta say, this DLC was also very, very good, but for different reasons. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard it, it, it maybe treads into a bit more of a horror. Yeah, it legitimately scared the shit out of me. (laughs) It was, it was super scary. Um, it actually, there is a menu option that makes the game less scary if it gets in the way of what you signed up for. Oh, interesting. Um, so if that's a concern, then there is an option. Um, I tested it out. It doesn't seem to like completely remove the horror stuff. It just makes it easier to deal with. Hmm. Um, like less enemies and um, different placements and whatever. But yeah, no, the, the horror elements are really scary. <laughs> um, I'm going to try my absolute best to not spoil it because literally saying like anything about anything in outer wilds is kind of a spoiler um so i will say the dlc definitely feels separate to the main game but in a way that still ties it together like um so like if you were to buy i think there's like an archaeologist edition out that has it and the dlc together um If you're playing the game for the first time on that version, you will still be able to see what was DLC. (laughs) Um, And the DLC doesn't progress the story, the main story, um, and it doesn't change the ending at all. So, like, if you don't super care about that, obviously don't waste your time if you're trying to get to the end of the game. But this is a game where getting to the end is not really the main objective it's mainly like figuring out what's happening. Um, so I think it kind of fits into that. Okay, cool. Um, I will play that someday. <laughs> someday. Maybe then I will retroactively change my game of the year 2019 for a third time. <laughs> for a third time. What was the first one? Uh, Fallen Order. Star Wars yeah. Fallen Order. Then uh, when I played Control on a PlayStation 5 <laughs> with a decent frame rate, I'm like, oh yeah, this game rules. <laughs> Yeah, that game's a lot better with a decent frame rate. Yeah, We've talked yeah. about that on the show makes before. That game, like quite great. <laughs> so, so yeah, maybe I'll get around to that someday. Um, yeah, it's one where 
Um, if I were to recommend Outer Wilds, it's kind of tough because one, it's very like niche because there's no there's no real like traditional gameplay elements that I would say are standard. <laughs> Because it's mostly like exploring space and reading stuff, which does not sound enticing when you're trying to sell it to someone. <laughs> right. Um, but, and then the other thing is the the controls that are there are like these very physics-based space exploration stuff. So like you have to manage your velocity and like make sure you don't, you're working within a space that has zero friction and then everything just feels really like kind of clunky to maneuver so if the controls put you off of this game i do not blame you um i think they're fine like i get used to them but they are it's a very large very high skill ceiling to just like get into this game so if that's a concern um i'm sorry to say there's not really any other way to experience this game because a let's play is not the same right right yeah cool cool to know um why don't you quickly tell me about jet set radio uh excuse you this is jet grind radio it says in the notes i apologize i'll put myself (laughs) in a corner um Uh, we are in america though yeah i am correct and you are not um no, I'm correct because it was originally Jet Grind Radio. <laughs> Tell so, me about Jet Grind Radio. Uh, I recently just bought a Dreamcast disc for this, which, if you didn't know, in America was called Jet Grind Radio on the Dreamcast, uh, which is a bad name and I hate it. <laughs> um, the only other version that's called Jet Grind Radio is the Game Boy Advance version, which I think we've talked about before was made by Vicarious Visions. Right. And is basically just a Tony Hawk game. Um, yeah, I mean, other than it being called Jet Grind Radio, it's the same as like the other re-releases, except slightly worse. Because <laughs> the re- Well, that and the re-releases added since you have controllers with a second analog stick added camera controls. Yeah, that's a nice thing to have. Yeah, the Dreamcast only had one analog stick, so uh, you had to just center it behind you. But other than that, uh, this game is fairly clunky, but in a way that I still absolutely love. Um, it's one where the controls do leave something to be desired especially since this game came out after tony hawk's pro skater yeah that's always been my barrier to entry to it is it's always it's always talked about in the same breath as tony hawk and then immediately followed up by oh but it plays like shit and so it's always just been this thing of like well tony hawk's great because it controls great Uh, yeah so jesset radio which is the official good name for it Um, It's what all the re-releases, even in the States, are called. Um, Its controls are, like, really floaty and kind of imprecise. You will get used to them, but, like, you're not going to be doing anything as fancy as you would in Tony Hawk. But there's something about the, the game's just aesthetic and its music and its vibe that I just absolutely love. And Yeah, it definitely has a has a vibe for sure. Yes, and it takes basically like those 
Um, if I were to like continue to compare it to Tony Hawk, it basically takes those objectives where you're exploring the map for like certain objects and made that like the only at main focus for a level because you're going around, you have to um, spray paint all of the spots for graffiti uh, to beat the level. So you're basically going around finding those spots and then making sure you have enough uh, paint cans, which you can pick up, um, make sure you have enough to finish the graffiti. And then all the while the cops are chasing you. So you have to not get knocked over too many times. Right. Um, so yeah, if you're curious about this game, if it looks interesting, it's like dirt cheap on steam all the time. Um, so it's definitely worth a shot there. It's also beautiful. Like the cell shading. It's it's one of those games where it just like every frame of it it looks like a comic book. I love it. Yeah, and all the characters are in like creatures and environments are super low poly but in a really charming endearing way. Um yeah. obviously its sequel Jet Set Radio Future on the original Xbox is better. It controls better. Um but the only way you're going to play that is if you have an original Xbox. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. It, yeah. it really makes me wonder about that spiritual successor. Um, I, I, I'm very curious about that to see how they handle controls. For Bomb uh, Rush Cyberfunk? Yeah, I'm hoping that it's that it handles differently. Um, I guess I'm saying I, that as somebody who's never played Jet Set and just heard about it. So that's I'm, not fair. I'm actually really excited for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk because um, there's a good chance that, yeah, the controls are going to be a lot better, but just having more of that sort of vibe to it in yeah. addition to the original composer of jet set radio being the composer for that one um is very exciting nice that's that's great to hear uh, speaking of fantastic art styles i have been playing kina bridge of spirits uh it is definitively kina by the way okay good to know because uh it is not kena like i have been saying this whole time she says her name like 30 seconds into that game, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Fine, you, you win. Um, yeah, it's 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 really great. Um, it's uh, I, I hear it's quite short. I have not finished it yet. I've had a very busy week, so honestly, I'm a little surprised I managed to get as many games in as I have been able to. Um, but what is what I have played so far is excellent. It's So if you don't know, it's kind of zelda-esque but zelda-esque as in like your twilight princess ocarina of time zelda not your breath of the wild zelda um so pretty linear honestly um linear action adventure game i think everybody who's talked about this game has compared it to a ps2 era like adventure platformer kind of thing and that's about right <laughs> like like it definitely has that vibe uh but it is insanely pretty like it is probably the prettiest game i've played this year so far um, it has a, a wonderful art style. Uh, I, I think all of the character designs are great. I love I love Keta's look, and then also her little, your little forest spirits that follow you around called the Rot, which is probably the most insecretous name for how cute those things are ever. Um, they're they're very fun. They kind of gather around you. Um, they're kind of like the biggest main collectible in the game. Like I have like 45 of them right now. Um, you can find hats to put on them, which is great. Uh, oh, okay. Their biggest use... You sold me. <laughs> okay, sorry, listeners. 
I got a pop-up on my recording that was like, your audio devices have changed, and I had a heart attack, but it seems to still be working. So anyway, um, so yeah, it's, it's your third-person combat. You have light, heavy attacks. Uh, you have a bow and arrow. You can slow down time. I just got like kind of a bomb ability I can throw and then shoot with my arrow to do damage. Um, but you also have like rot abilities, which like that's when you, you have enough, I think it's called courage built up. And then you can use a special attack or special action with rot. Um, I only have a couple of those right now. Uh, one that you'll use most often will stun an enemy. So the rot will just fly around it so you can get some extra hits in. Um, or like sometimes around the battlefield there'll be like little flowers you can send your rot to that'll make them bloom and give you a little bit more health. Um, you can destroy spawners. Like if they're spawning sort of low-level dudes, you can destroy those to get rid of them with your rod actions, so the combat is fairly simple, but also has enough mechanics to keep it interesting. Uh, you have a dodge roll, and a shield, and a parry, so you, you got all that stuff, you know? Um, the thing that is shocking to me about this game is it will kick your teeth in. <laughs> it gets hard. Really? Yes, which is weird compared to, like, the vibe it has and sort of its cartoonish look. Like, there are, like, boss encounters are rough, <laughs> You will die lots of times. And and I think that that's really interesting. It hasn't been super frustrating so far. Um, I'm a little worried it could get there. But uh, so far, it's it's been a good challenge. But yeah, don't expect a, a pushover <laughs> with this game. It, it gets weirdly difficult. Um, but, but very enjoyable. It, it's one of those games where every quarter I walk around, I'm like, oh, look at how pretty it is here. Like, it's so much fun to look around the world. And it's got that, like quality to it like that kind of like okami quality to it where you're kind of fixing the land where there's this like invasive like like darkness that you are kind of uh getting rid of and like then green grass will sprout everywhere it's just got this really kind of wonderful aesthetic and it just feels good um so big big fan of that and, and yeah what i've played so far I, I absolutely adore it and really recommend it it's also like 40 bucks which is shocking for the quality of it. Yeah, this is one I'll definitely have to give a shot because it was one that I was worried was going to be all graphics, no gameplay. <laughs> but it sounds like it holds up both ends. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very fluid. Um, you know, I would say like the Melee Combat doesn't quite have the heft that I wish it did, but it's not. It's certainly playable and it certainly feels good. Um you know, you get a lot of, like, you can slow down time with your bow and arrow to hit enemy weak points, and that always feels nice. Um, so it's, it's got a lot of stuff like that. It, it's great. Um, we have both been playing the Halo Infinite Beta. Yeah. Um, it's been running for two weekends. I've played it both. Connor, you got in on the second weekend. Um, yeah. I haven't played that much of it. Yeah, but we played some together last night and then before this recording. So you, you've, you've got some experience with it. Um, Halo Infinite rules. <laughs> <laughs> if you liked classic Halo multiplayer, then yeah, this is that. <laughs> yeah, it is Halo. Um, it feels like three four three because they they took a lot of wild swings with Halo Five. It's it's quite a different game, um, and it feels like they've stripped a lot of that back while keeping some of the stuff that worked from that game. Um, you know, for example, like the clamber and stuff like that. Uh, like like that stuff is still in here, and that's that's good to know. 
but yeah, this is this is very much the classic Halo sandbox back at last. It 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 feels great. It's so much fun. Um, the beta, there's like five maps, which is actually kind of a lot. Uh, four of them are arena Slayer stuff, four v four, and then one of them is a big team battle map. Um, and both modes I find to be completely enjoyable. It is it is really nice to have this kind of multiplayer back. Um, and it's also really nice that they put some big team battle stuff in there because that felt so neglected with Halo 5. Um, that game didn't even launch with big team battle. They added it like months down the line and it only worked... Like they had no dedicated maps for it so it just used forged maps. Oh, weird. So it always felt like that was a secondary thing for them. They were so focused on their 4v4 arena mode that um, it just felt like a lot of stuff fell by the wayside. And I, I think that's why you kind of see a lot of Halo fans really right off 5. Because um, it, it just had this different vibe. It just didn't feel like... That game really felt like they were focused on like esports and really trying to make a super competitive experience, and I, and I feel like it kind of lost a lot of its soul. Even if Halo 5 is really great, and it plays really great in its multiplayer, it just... It, it was missing something, and I feel like this has... In this beta, it's already got it back. And that is the nicest thing I have to say about it. Um, you know, they, they have kept ADS for all weapons here, which is very un-Halo-like. You know, you can sprint... Though that feels a little silly because the sprint does not that much faster. <laughs> Which again feels like them like compromising a little bit. Um, but you know we got our vehicles back. We got fun weapons, fun new weapons. Uh, I love the skewer. It's this heavy weapon that shoots a giant like metal spike. Uh, it's very fun. It's like tactically unsound to use. <laughs> But it's so slow, but man, it's so satisfying, satisfying to hit someone yeah. with. It's good in the uh, in the big team battle because it's good against vehicles. But yeah, in the arena modes, it's like you probably shouldn't use it. But God, if you get a hit, it, it you're gonna be smiling all day. It's great. Um, I really like the way they handled equipment this time around. It's very much like it was in Halo Three, where you can pick it up and then it's an item you choose to deploy. Uh, so that includes, like, your classic overshield and invisibility um, on the map. But then they've added a bunch of new stuff, like the drop wall, which kind of operates like the bubble shield from Halo 3, except it's only partial cover. Um, and it's like a grid that enemies can shoot pieces out of the grid. Um, so it's not, you know, super effective, but it will protect you for a couple seconds. Um, there's the, uh, the repulsor, which is this, like, punch you get where you could basically like punch projectiles and vehicles out of the way which is really fun um but the best of these is the grappling hook the grappling hook seems so powerful it is wild so it works like you would expect it to where you can kind of just grapple onto everything uh but that includes vehicles that includes weapons that includes other players like it is just Grapple Hook City. It's so funny to see every time. Like, um, just seeing stuff of someone being like, I wonder if I could grapple onto a banshee. And then they do and hijack it out of the air. Like, that's the God. most ridiculous thing. But it's so funny every time. I've already seen videos of, like, 
somebody throws a grenade and so then a bunch of weapons go flying in the air and somebody uses the grappling hook and snatches one out of the air with it um they fall off the edge and then use the grappling hook to climb up the wall back onto the stage it's it's the best weapon in the game (laughs) um it's it's fantastic uh you know it's on the map you have to pick it up not everybody has one uh but yeah it's it's so much fun um and it, it really, I think it complements the Halo sandbox quite well. Um, you know, a lot of the weapons do. I, I honestly think that they've done a phenomenal job of adding new things that that fit. And yeah, it's just it's just been a phenomenal time. Um, you know, it's it, you still get the warthog with your friends. You get in the get in the turret, and then your friend drives, and then you both flip over. And because <laughs> the driving is still Halo, it's still Halo, which is good. <laughs> keep it never change uh yeah it's it's fantastic i i can't recommend it enough this second portion of the beta is pretty much an open beta so it makes me think that if they do another one of these it'll probably be fully open so keep your keep your eyes peeled for that i definitely think it is worth your time to check out yeah if you liked any of the previous halo multiplayers i think this will definitely you'll feel right at home here um you know you still can do goofy stuff like flip a mongoose six times and still land it (laughs) yep um yeah so it's it's definitely a good time with friends uh obviously neither of us played with voice chat at all (laughs) um so i don't know how the community is but if that's a concern then you could just turn it off (laughs) yeah totally anyway it's nice to be excited about an arena shooter again like, I play most of the Call of Duties, and, and, you know, I enjoy them. I think they make quality games, but, like, I haven't felt this excited about one of these games in a very long time, and so I'm pretty pretty interested in it. Um, you know, I, I've actually, the beta technically held up pretty well. I had some frame rate issues, though it's kind of hard to tell if that's the beta or if that's just my internet or whatever. Um, yeah, you... I didn't have frame rate issues. I did have, like, server buffering issues where you know you just kind of teleport a little bit (laughs) yeah that happened to me as well um the other thing is like some of the shadows will flicker so if that's a concern for any like photosensitive people that might be something to steer clear of um specifically on the map bazaar i felt was worst about it um but some of this flick some of the shadows just don't work properly um but other than that i think most of it's pretty technically sound yep it's great Oh, and the melee swap is still there for right now. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, that is when uh, if you reload a weapon and then melee really fast, you just this like silly looking animation where you can just tear through enemies. Yeah, um, if you swap weapons while... If you melee and then swap weapons, the swapping weapons overloads the cooldown animation for punching. So you can just punch as fast as possible. <laughs> yep. It's, it's great. Okay, uh, I'm sure let's, that'll get patched out eventually. Let's but... run through news because I think I gotta be somewhere. So let's let's get through this. Um, we got a couple of quick stories and then then we gotta talk about a direct. So this should be good. Um, hey, remember that Switch Pro? Um, I have heard of such thing. Uh, well, it appears it still exists. <laughs> um, <laughs> Despite uh, Nintendo's efforts, it still exists. <laughs> yes. So, 
once again, Bloomberg reporting on, on these, uh, well, I guess they're not rumors. It's actually just straight up reporting um, uh, on this. Uh, they have reported that 11 different studios are in possession of a 4K development kit for Nintendo Switch. Um, one of those studios is Zynga. They're, if you don't remember, are making that like Star Wars shooter thing. Um, which is their first console game, which is interesting. They announced that a direct like forever ago. Um, they are saying it's not expected to come till next year, till the earliest, at the earliest. So might not be next year at all. Um, and also for their their part, both Nintendo and Zega have denied this. Um, Nintendo just was flat out like it is wrong. <laughs> They're wrong about this, which I find hilarious because I don't. They're basically calling 11 developers liars. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, it's something that I'm sure is just to like protect shareholders or whatever, but they've done this before for other things, and it's like, okay, but then like it leaks, and then there are 11 people are like, yeah, we have it, and then they're like, no, you don't. It's wrong, and then they announce it themselves later. <laughs> yep, totally. Well, and also I'm sure like they got the Switch OLED launching in a couple of days. They don't want people to think that this next one's right around the corner, so they cancel pre-orders or whatever. You know, there's a, an infinite number of reasons. Um, I myself think that this this might not even be a Switch Pro, per se, but maybe it's even just, like, the Switch 2 or whatever, because we're kind of yeah. getting up there. Yeah, um, that might be. So, you know, it could be any number of things. Um, but, yeah, I absolutely believe more powerful Nintendo hardware is in the works, and developers have development kits for them that's also the other thing is if it's not true uh what a shitty thing to do to do to these developers <laughs> who are making stuff for it um you know i'm sure it's real um uh <laughs> sody has finally announced that they acquired blue point <laughs> for real this yeah time. this was something we definitely reported on before where it was leaked on some site that they were were uh, it wasn't planning... some site, it was Sony Japan's Twitter. Yeah, it was an official site, but then there was like then they took it down. They're like, no, sorry, we uh uh don't look at that. Uh, uh wrong image, because it was the image they posted, right? <laughs> like yeah. the text was for Housemark, and then the image they posted was the blue point one. <laughs> so uh, it was very clear that this was official, but now it's official official. <laughs> yep. So, surprising nobody, Blue Point's there. There was another article, I didn't put it in here, but it was an IGN article where they were talking, they were interviewing them, and they said they wanted to make, they're going to be making original content, which is cool. Um, unclear on exactly what that means. Personally, I'm hoping that's like a completely original thing. I think that would be fun to see from them. You know, it could be a, an entry in a series we know. It could just mean like a full-on, just separate remake. Though the vibe of it told me it wasn't that, <laughs> but who knows. Um, but cool. Yeah, good for Blue Point. Yeah, they're yep, a cool hope studio. They can, hope they can continue what they're doing, because um, they seem to know what they're doing over there. Yep, uh, let's talk about this absolutely insane Nintendo Direct. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, before, right off the bat, it was a very fun Direct. I enjoyed the shit out of it. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, but for certain reasons. <laughs> yeah, maybe some of the wrong reasons, but... But uh, it, it was a good time. And um, some of the right reasons. It, it was a mixed bag. In case you missed this, this was the direct that happened September, uh, last week, September 21st. Um, 
21st, 3rd, I believe. 23rd, thank you. The first thing they announced was a Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which appears to be a big expansion for Monster Hunter Rise, I assume? Yep, uh, that's what it seems to be. It's, it is an expansion for Monster Hunter Rise. I think people are comparing it to like Monster Hunter World Iceborne, which is like a whole new map and whatever. So Yeah, that's probably right. So something like that. Um, summer 2022 is when that's coming out. So Yeah, uh, Monster Hunter fans are excited, I'm sure. Uh, we got a new trailer for Mario Party Superstars. Um, if you don't remember, that's that Mario Party game that uses old boards from the n64 games but, but not all of them across the series yeah it, it it looks like the typical mario party thing where you look at it and you go this could have more <laughs> you know where you're like you could be doing more with this <laughs> but yeah whatever. i feel like it would have been so cool to have just all three n64 board all three games worth of n64 boards on the game but it's just five maps <laughs> Uh, it's the typical Nintendo thing where they're like, we're going to kind of give you what you want, but with huge caveats. Um, uh, the next game they announced was Voice of Cards, The Isle of Dragon Roars. Um, super interesting, unique looking game. Uh, it, it was one of those that started and there was music in the background and it was like, this is like near music. That's kind of cool. And then it was directed by Yukutaro. <laughs> so that checks out. Um so I fully expect this to be connected to that universe in some stupid way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, any interest in voice of cards? Um, not really. It looks very card-based and very anime. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's, it's gameplay-wise, it's not really for me. I am curious to see what that narrative is, though. So I might yeah. just look up a summary or something. Um, uh, it comes out the 28th. There's a demo on Switch. Yeah, so you can try it for yourself. Uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut, got a release date for for Switch. It's October 12th, so pretty soon here. Uh, that's for the digital version. Physical copies will be early 2022. Heard nothing but amazing things about that game. Um, that'll probably be the fourth time I changed my game of the year in 2019. <laughs> it had uh, a lot of good games. It did. I'm sure when I get around to Sekiro, it's going to jump up on that list too. Uh, I love this next announcement because it reminded me that Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity exists. <laughs> like they started <laughs> yep. playing this trailer and I was like, oh, oh, right, that's a game they put out. I completely forgot this existed at all. And I was like, oh yeah, this was a game I finished. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, yeah. Yeah, DLC Part 2. Um, this is what I want to get around to, honestly. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's out October 29th. Um, Chocobo GP, a uh, new Final Fantasy kart racer. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a weird, kind of yeah. a surprise announcement, but um, yeah, Chocobo Racing is back. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't know was a thing. This is the first time I've ever learned about that based off of old PS1 game, which is interesting. Yeah, I've seen the PS1 game around. Um, never played it for myself, but sure. <laughs> I mean, it looks like uh, it has the same item system as like ctr diddy kong racing where the items stack and become more powerful if you pick up the same ones um and i honestly am just starving for a new mario kart so i don't know the trailer had very inconsistent frame rate which is not 
yeah. great. And I looked into it. It is a Switch exclusive, which is a little upsetting. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep my eye on it. But this could be very cool. Yeah, they've put out some more gameplay too, and it does look very slow. But maybe it'll have different speed options like Mario Kart. Hopefully, um, I am interested just because I love kart racers. So we'll see. Yep. Um. Here is one of several announcements where Nintendo really cuckolded its fans. <laughs> They're like, hey, we have stuff later. <laughs> Which, I mean, is technically the whole presentation. But this was like, hey, there's more presentations. Um, this oh, was the Super Smash Brothers. In. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Final Character. Uh, just saying that there's a live stream October 5th. Which yeah. is, a, not, is pretty soon. Uh, I'm going to skip forward one, too. Uh, there's an Animal Crossing presentation also coming in october um that annoys me don't don't do that like we're already watching a commercial don't advertise other commercials in it please (laughs) i mean yeah the smash brothers one uh doesn't say anything other than hey it's a stream (laughs) cool yeah um animal crossing one at least had a little bit showing that like brewster is going to be added to the game and uh some other more museum stuff and they did say that the Animal Crossing content is coming in November, um, with the direct being in this month, October. Um, but still, <laughs> I must say, very rude of Nintendo to prolong fucking Smash Brothers speculation by two weeks. Very rude. Very rude of them. Um, I was hoping that would end. It's almost over. Um, I like Smash Brothers. I'm just tired. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm just tired. Um, the best announcement of the entire presentation, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, coming spring 2022. This is a new Kirby game, and it is a full-on 3D platformer, and it looks phenomenal. Yes, Kirby's done it. He's cracked the code. Yes, this looks this looks so good. It looks so cute, so fun. Um, it's kind of unclear on whether or not this is like a super linear Crash Bandicoot-style game, or a more open Mario Odyssey kind of game. I saw it conversation to support both sides of that which is kind of fun honestly i'm i'm super excited to see this again this is definitely one that next nintendo direct i'm going to be like show me kirby um looks really cute lots of diversity in terms of enemies and environments um seems like a lot of it takes place in this like post-apocalyptic city which is awesome yeah it's a weird choice for kirby but i love it he it's not the first time an apocalyptic city has been in a kirby game so I think it's so much fun. Um, yeah, go, definitely go watch that trailer. It's, it's really cool. Um, Mario Golf Super Mush, another game I forgot, came out. <laughs> yep, there's two new characters and two new courses. Uh, and yep. they're like, hey, go get them. It's an update. <laughs> yep, I need to check in on that game and see if they've made it a full game yet. <laughs> Apparently, reviews were like, this is like half a Mario game. What's, what's up? Um, well... You get two new characters and yeah. two new courses, so we'll see. it's on its way. Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition out in December. I guess this was a 3DS game, so if you missed out on Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition, there you go. The Enchanted Edition is the Switch version, by the way. Uh, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was one i was looking for a rundown of all the announcements so i didn't have to you know watch the 40 minute direct again 
um the rundown i found didn't even put the release date on it <laughs> like it doesn't matter yeah you're not gonna um, buy this it looks fine <laughs> i don't know what it is really so whatever um star wars knights of the old republic is coming to switch on 11 on november 11th which is, which is Be- cool i'm glad that that game's super accessible it's very funny that they announced this right after announcing that remake <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I definitely saw some people who were like, wait, this is what it looks like? It looks like shit. It's like, wait, no, 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 no. This no, isn't hold on. The, this is the old game. It's just getting ported to Switch. The new um, one will be much prettier because it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool, but yeah. Uh, Dying Light 2 is coming to Switch via Cloud Edition on February 4th. Um, if you like Cloud Editions, there you go. I don't know how cloud editions work so i don't care yeah um i will say based on the trailers for this and the first dying light they're very action heavy it's a lot of parkour a lot of you know movement if you have shitty internet that sounds like a nightmare to me Um, well to be fair dying light platinum edition um which is being released on switch isn't a cloud version yes that is the first game um which is interesting i wonder how well that will run (laughs) is a big open world game so i i curious to see reviews on that one um dying light's a lot of fun though if that ends up being a decent version if you want a cool parkour like mirror's edge style game but with zombies it, it's a fun time um the platinum edition for the first game is out october 19th yeah and that's been out everywhere that includes all the dlc um so you get that like, that game has some really good dlc so you get that in there um <laughs> triangle strategy is out on march 4th for yeah, you, you all were right they didn't change your... the name yep <laughs> um so you know if you all want help on your math homework want to do some brain training check out triangle strategy on march 4th by square enix yeah it's a trigonometry program it's uh really no um it seems like they're taking a lot of fan feedback from the demo um, adding a lot of like quality of light features that um, they hadn't thought about and yeah the graphics for it still are a little weird to me um oh really i think it's beautiful i think it is but then the character sprites are a little bit like wait is this the same it looks a little messy um but uh i don't know cool strategy game might be might be fun yeah um Totally, for those who are into it, I'm sure that'll hit. Um, um, Metroid Dread trailer, that's out October 8th. That's out really I hate soon. this. I hate this so much. Uh, did you watch that trailer? Or did no. You cover your eyes? <laughs> I fast-forwarded because I wasn't watching it live. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, cool, Metroid Dread. Let me skip ahead two and a half minutes. <laughs> all right, let's talk about NSO. I'm very excited about this. NXO expansion pack. Hey, turns out those N64 rumors were true. Um, N64 is coming to NSO. It will cost extra money. They have not said how much yet. Um, sometime in October, they're doing a presentation to tell us this is the third time they went, hey, stay tuned. <laughs> hey, check um, out our other presentations. This is annoying. Um, surprise, though, nobody predicted or saw Sega Genesis games will also be coming, which was fun. Um, wasn't expecting that at all. Um so of the n64 games 
that are coming at launch. It is Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, Ocarina of Time, Wind Back, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, and Sin and Punishment. Uh, Which is very exciting. (laughs) Yes. Coming later down the line, Banjo-Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, Majora's Mask, Kirby 64, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, and F-Zero X. Also very, very exciting. (laughs) Yes, that is a great lineup of games. Um, Also, special shout-outs to them getting Banjo-Kazooie. That opens up for other Rare stuff, which is really exciting. um, Because, quite frankly, Rare were the best developer on the N64, fight me. (laughs) Like, I really think you can't do an N64 thing without them, so... That's yeah, really it, it was thing. cool to see that both Xbox and Rare were like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you yeah. can't have the X64 without us. So here, here's the games. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, is there anything you want to see come to this that isn't here? Um, some weird stuff like Rocket Robot on Wheels and Space yeah. Station Silicon Valley. And maybe we could get an official release of that uh, N64 version of 40 Winks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's all like just weird shit. Um, Buck Bumble, but <laughs> oh please, please um, put Buck Bumble on it. But I mean, these are like the main hitters that I'm like, okay, cool. And then some of them, I'm like, okay, well, there's like Star Wars Rogue Squadron that I will probably be ported separately. Um, Star Wars Episode One Racer is already ported portably or separately. Games. Uh, Turok's already separate, Quake separate, <laughs> so like Doom 64 separate, so a lot of them are already covered. It was just these main ones that are already on this list. I'm like, okay, perfect. Sin and Punishment, yep. um, that one was only on Virtual Console in the States. Um, Star Fox 64. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a good list. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely full of bangers. Um there's not a whole lot missing, I agree. I would love to see Goemon and the Mystical Ninja on here. That's a game I've always wanted to play. Um, yeah. N64 stuff, real cool. Sega Genesis stuff, also really cool. Um, I forgot what I said I wanted on the N64. I know, there's, there's a ton of really cool games, though, and I'm, I'm really excited for October for that stuff to start showing up. Um, obviously, they'll be seeing like, Mario Party and stuff, but I'm sure that will come eventually. Yeah, the main question that I have for the N64 stuff is not N64 related. It's what happened to Mario Sunshine and Galaxy? Because <laughs> that, that's a great question. Mario 3D All Stars got delisted. Okay. Um, well, Mario 64 is here. <laughs> so wait, where's the other two? And also Galaxy 2. Yeah, that raises a good question. I'm also really curious to know what happened to the Game Boy stuff we heard about um yeah that might be a later date yeah because that stuff seemed really solid so i'm sure that will come down the line but yeah interesting uh just real quick the genesis games that'll be coming at launch sonic 2 streets of rage 2 echo the dolphin castlevania bloodlines contra hardcore dr robotnik's mean bean machine golden axe gunstar heroes musha uh fantasy star 4 uh, Rai Star, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Manster, and Strider. So, cool stuff. Uh, they um, also announced wireless N64 and Genesis controllers. 
I'm going to be trying to get an N64 controller and hopefully we'll succeed. Fingers crossed. Uh, I really want that N64 controller because um, some of them, they like, they worked around the N64 being a three-pronged monstrosity. Um, Like Sin and Punishment actually has you holding the left and middle, which like no other Uh, N64 game did. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, also these games will have online like the other ones, which is really cool. Um, yeah, online Mario Kart 64. Yep. Um, uh, we got a couple more little things here. Um, Shadowrun Trilogy. That's those like isometric, isometric games. I hear those are really good. So that got announced for 2022. They're like um, sci-fi fantasy mixing. Yeah. Um, Castlevania Advance Collection, which is which was out now, that was a shadow drop, and people seem to be loving. Um, uh, that one was rumored a lot. <laughs> yep, not even rumored, just kind of like surprise confirmed on foreign stores. Um, yeah, very glad these are here, so I don't have to spell uh, spend like a hundred and fifty dollars on getting cartridges. Yep, um, Actraiser Renaissance, uh, which was also out now. I've heard mixed things about. Some people seem to really like it. Some people don't. It's a remake. It of seems Actraiser. It seems like a very niche thing to begin with. So, yeah. Um, but you know, cool for the people who like it. I'm happy for them. Uh, Delta Rune Chapter Two is out on consoles, which I, I'm a little surprised by. I didn't realize that that was even there. Um, yeah, so Chapter neat. One took a while to hit consoles, so we were kind of expecting the same thing for two. But no, just like a couple days after the PC release was also the Switch version. So. Yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, uh, if you don't know, this is the sequel to Undertale, kind of. Um, he said that one and two are free, and then I think it's planned to be like seven chapters, so three through five, and then six and seven will be sold separate. Will right. be like actually paid. So one and two are free, three through five are paid, and then six and seven haven't been talked about yet. Very cool. All right, let's talk about the big, the big one here. Um, we were having a nice time with Struct. I mean, not maybe not the best Struct in the world, but it was all right. And then you got pretty uh, Kirby. <laughs> yeah, we got Kirby. We got N sixty four. So there, there's some good stuff in here. Uh, then Miyamoto had to come on screen and shit all over it. <laughs> it's like, hey, remember when I said that we're doing a Mario animated movie with Illumination, the people behind Despicable Me? Yeah, that's still happening. And guess what? It's holiday twenty twenty two. Holiday okay. 2022 for the movie. Cool. Um, Thanks, Miyamoto. Uh, is that all you have to say? No, I have the cast. You want to hear it? Oh, let's talk about this cast. So <laughs> they they, so, they really they started off. Okay. Either. Yeah, they go right off the bat. They're like, okay, uh, so Mario, you know, the main guy, uh, he's going to be Chris Pratt. <laughs> Just, just the worst he's so one cool. of this whole cast. He's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> really excited. For... Oh my um, god! Yeah, this is the big, I guess, controversial casting here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say, right off the bat, you probably should cast an Italian person, an Italian, at least an <laughs> Italian American person to play Mario at the very least. Yeah, Which fair. Chris, Chris Pat is is not. <laughs> um, um, you know, Chris Pratt, there's maybe some stuff about 
the church she goes to <laughs> not being great. He doesn't seem maybe like the greatest human being, which is a shame because I actually think he's quite funny. But um, yeah, it's it's an odd choice for Mario to say the least. Even if you were also, to take away that stuff, it's just weird. It's also an animated movie. So it's not like you need a live, like an actor, a physical actor. Mm-hmm. And also, which he's good at, ha- right? Like, like he's he's great at that. Like, like he's great in Guardians. He's great in Parks and Rec. Um, but but also to be fair, he's great in the Lego Movie. So I guess I don't know. I don't know what the point is. I'm but in the Lego Movie, he played someone who is intentionally supposed to be bland as fuck. Yeah. Um. But to be also, fair, is you already not a little bland. I mean, that's true, but. <laughs> You already have a voice actor for Mario. His name is Charles yeah. Martinet, and he's been doing it for 25 goddamn years. Yeah. So that's the thing about this movie is Mario will be speaking in full sentences. Um, Which is not terribly unusual, but it's like it's not Charles Martinet. Yeah, but that's the thing. Do you think Charles, do you think that voice would hold up in a speaking role like this? I mean, no, but then at that point don't do it <laughs> you know i mean, I, mean it's, I agree i don't think this movie's gonna be good just just flat out but like you could do an animated movie that relies heavily on body language and secondary communication and like character animation to convey story and then have charles martinet um and the original cast jump in and do some like dialogue as needed that way you're not you still have charles martinet voicing all of his characters you know mario luigi toad wario waluigi (laughs) um that's all charles martinet and he's not he's doing all of those but he's not like dying trying to record a billion and a half lines because it's not that but no they're deciding no we need a lot of dialogue so let's get other people to do it yeah, well, it's also a lot of dialogue and a big name, right? <laughs> like, it's yeah, very which much like a sucks. <laughs> it's marketing, and and uh, yeah, I agree, it sucks. I'm I'm not a huge fan of Chris Pratt, um, just because of his personal stuff, honestly. But yeah, I think it's a, a poor choice. Um, Anna Taylor Joy will be Peach, who, all right, fine, <laughs> sure. Like I like her, but again, it's also kind of a bland choice. Um, I mean, yeah, but Peach's voice is probably going to be pretty easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Charlie Day is Luigi, which is actually my favorite one of these. Um, Charlie Jay is a national treasure. <laughs> I will not. This is this podcast supports Charlie Day. All right. This is a Charlie Day safe space until um, he does something shitty, yeah. which I doubt. He'll hey, do. hey, he's a, he's a treasure. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I, I actually think that that, that's the one of these where I'm like, if they go with super nervous, a little bit neurotic Luigi, I could see Charlie Day nailing that, assuming that's the direction they go. Yeah, like, and honestly, I feel like a lot of this cast, as ridiculous as some of it seems, I'm like, okay, you know, they could probably pull it off, except for Chris Pratt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he is definitely the weakest link here. Um, we... (laughs) We have Jack Black as Bowser. See, sure. like Jack Black could do anything, and yeah, I'd be like, "Okay." I feel very similarly it. about Jack Black and Charlie Day. By the way, yeah, um, it's like you could pull this off. Um, Keegan Michael Key is Toad, which 
<laughs> sure. Sure. Will he do a voice? Will he do a voice? Is my a toad question. voice? I hope so. <laughs> um, uh, I hope it's awful. <laughs> yeah, me too. I hope it's terrible to listen to. Uh, Self Rogan is Donkey Kong. Which sure. I think a lot of people hate this. I contend if one of these characters is going to be a pothead, it's Donkey Kong. So this, sure. this is fine with me. Uh, Charles Martinet will be cameos. He will show up in the movie somewhere. I'm going to say he's going to be Wario. Wario will have a cameo, is my prediction. Oh, but it's just so upsetting to be like, oh, he's still in it, just not doing what he has been doing for the past like, Here's what 25 it'll be. years. It'll either be Wario or it'll be like in the real world in New Donk City Chris Pratt as Mario will be playing the video game based on his life that is Mario where Charles Martinet is voicing him. It'll oh, be some God. dumb shit like that. Um, this is making me sad. Can we move on? <laughs> uh, no. We, we will be reviewing oh, no. this movie. <laughs> Oh god. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh If we're doing the Mario movie, we have to do all these other video game movies. So <laughs> um, If you want to commit, you got to strap in. Um they there was a couple other voice actors announced for minor roles. The only thing notable about that is Cranky Kong is apparently in the movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Which all right. Okay. Fine. Um whatever. Um all right, back to video games. Splatoon three got single player stuff shown off. Looks really cool. Uh, God, this game still looks really, really good. Yeah, I, it was cool to see that. That's out next year still. Um, neat. Uh, and the, the big one, they finally revealed Bayonetta three after in the most like years. Listen, we are sorry, but also we got you. Yes. Um, they they definitely did an astral train fake out, which. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sitting here watching it by myself. When that mascot from Astral Chain showed up, I literally yelled no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was watching it and I'm like, they wouldn't, right? I was really confused. And then, no, no, it's Bayonetta three. Yeah, Don't that, worry, guys. That was fun. Um, Bayonetta three looks like we have a different form of Bayonetta in this. Lots of theories around that. It might be an alternate universe. It might be just a younger version of her. We're not really too sure. Um, this trailer in this game looked like it was focusing a lot on like giant kaiju fights. Um, yeah, so the demons she could summon for like finishers and in cutscenes, you now just get to control in these big fights. So, okay. So what it looks like is if anybody played Devil May Cry Five, it looks like how V controlled in that game, which so you'd summon a giant creature and then like your combos would transfer over to that creature a little bit, um, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 curious about it. Um that is coming in twenty twenty two. Um Why did it take them so long to show it to us? Uh I don't know. They also did a super cool thing where the twenty twenty two came up and then it slashed like a character slashed it with a sword and you're like, Oh, is that gonna be twenty twenty one? What? And then it wasn't. No, no, it's just a tease a for choice. this dude. Yeah, this dude who people think might be the character from um what's the canceled game um shit the dragon one i don't know the xbox dragon one scalebound people think it might be the character from scalebound which would be interesting what yeah because he looks like him um 
I mean, he also looks like a Devil May Cry character, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah, people said that at first, like, it's Virgil. I'm like, that's a different company. I mean, that would be fun, but, like... Featuring Virgil from the Devil May Cry series. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's the... I, there's a chance it might be the Scalebound, dude. <laughs> it should be kind of interesting. Um, all right, whatever. Which, I mean, lines up, like... Because that game was all about having a big AI dragon hanging out with you. So, that, that would be interesting to see. Um, but whatever. Uh, we'll learn more about that next year, I'm sure. That was another game, though, by the way, that I'm like, oh, could use a new Switch. <laughs> There's definitely a little bit of hitching here and there. Um, but yeah, very cool. Overall, fun direct nonsense. It is. It was super like up and down, but I, I had fun watching it at the very least. Yep. Yep. All right. We somehow managed to stretch this podcast out to an hour and 15 minutes. So, well. <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, again, like I said, no big topic this time. We've been skipping out on those recently. Sorry about that. Maybe next time around. Um, next up, we'll have the episode for Axiom Verge 2, which I'm very excited about. That, that's a very fun game, to, to give you a hint about it. Um, so stay tuned to the feed for that. And let us know what was your favorite thing from the direct hit us up on twitter we're at safe station pod on twitter connor where can the people find you find me at conifer ssr um doing my best to not spoil outer wilds uh where can they find you they can find me at dustin h dragon on twitter yeah let us know what your favorite thing is let us know which n64 games you want to see on switch online actually i'm, I'm curious um yeah, yeah tell us about the weird shit <laughs> yeah apologies for the technical issues here um, sorry, I'm having computer problems. But, uh, thank you for listening, and please remember to be good to each other. Yeah, and take care. Bye.